Good morning, all you wonderful people tuning in again to a time in the Word of God. I'm believing with you that you started this new year with enthusiasm. You know what that word means? It means to be full of God. Enthusiasm, excitement for this year. And I'm believing because, you know, the Bible says of beloved, uh, I wish it all, um, that you prosper and be in health. It also says that you bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in your mouth. So that's 24-7. Is it possible? Well, the Bible says it is. And so we want to align our life with that. And I'm finding in the Word of God that uh, there's a scripture in Romans chapter 12. We're going to get to that in a little while. It says, never lag zeal. That's what I'm calling this today. Never lag zeal. So it is possible to, uh, if zeal seems to be in short supply, to adjust our lives so that we never lag zeal. Zeal is one of those things that will that uh, if you if you lag it, you know it. It's like dragging your your behind to the gym. You know, you just say, "Oh, do I have to go work out?" You know, and possibly you've already dropped the workout plan that you had planned for 2024. But uh, we don't want to lag zeal and anything, especially when it comes to spiritual things. I'm encouraging you, knowing the times that we live in right now, we are uh, basically fulfilling what the first coming of Jesus gave us and getting ready for the second coming of our Lord. So I want to encourage you this morning. Before I do that, I have a book I want to freely give you. I'll send it to you. It's a book on healing that um, by Timothy E. Sable that uh, we'd love to send to you. Uh, if you desire, all you need to do is uh, request it on our page. Um, let us know you're there with comments and, uh, and let us know how we can help you. And also, if you are uh, willing, the Bible says that uh, he who sows the word uh, shall re also receive from those that uh, are the hearers of the word of God. This is great soil to sow in. And if you, you know, you can't leave your seed in the barn spiritually or in other in a physical way you got to get it out there and uh, the, it, when the bible talks about given shall be given unto you pressed down shaken together and running over that's what i'm expecting for my life i'm expecting it for your life and so this is good gr ground to give in we've had uh, such an increase in viewers because they are receiving the word of god and so back to our subject for the day zeal uh, never lag zeal. And we're going to start right out with Jesus. Right after in Luke chapter 2 when Jesus uh, had uh, been prayed over, there's a bit of a, a, a time period where we're going to pick it up in verse um, 40. It says, The child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and grace, favor, and spiritual blessings of God was upon him. Do you ever wonder that here it talks about uh, when Jesus was about 12 years old, they went back to Jerusalem and he was found in the temple. He, he escaped the caravan. I'll read that in a sec. But do you ever wonder how Jesus grew, why he grew? I'm telling you, he had the zeal and the fire on the inside, even as a child. 
You, do, you don't just grow if you don't want to grow. If you want to just sit there and play video games, watch TV and all that kind of stuff, you're not going to grow spiritually. And even even back then when they didn't have those things and, and they could have been, you know, just out there playing and, and all that kind of stuff. But the Bible says uh, Jesus grew in that wisdom. What was that all about? He went to the source. He went to the seed barn. He found himself. He went and got the word of God and put it into his spirit, man. He found himself and grew in the wisdom by reading the Psalms, reading the, the, the Old Testament and finding himself. Do you know what the Bible says in First John chapter 3, verse 2? When he comes, we're going to look like him. We're going to be like him. What does that tell you? We cannot lag the zeal that Jesus had to become who he became. I mean, he was God in flesh, but he had to grow. He, the little babe wasn't talking when, when, when Jesus came out of his mother's womb. He wasn't talking full Hebrew. He grew in language. He grew in wisdom and knowledge of God. He grew in everything. And if we're going to look like him in 1 John 3, 2, look it up. Um, uh, when he comes, we're going to be like him. It would behoove us to be full of zeal, which will bring us to the word of God, which would increase our intake with the things of God, our desire to spend fellow and fellowship with him, time to spend with prayer, all these things that uh, would increase and cause us to be more like him. The Bible says in the Ephesians chapter 5, be ye imitators of God. And so Jesus being God in flesh, we're going to look like him, act like him. The Bible gave us a commission to go into all the worlds, preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, all these wonderful things. It requires a zeal at the beginning. That's why the Bible says never lag it. You know, I'll tell you what, this earth is coming to a quick end as far as, you know, our dispensation. I am so excited about everything that the angels talk about at Christmas, everything that um, God has given to us, uh, all the promises of God, and what is going to come. Our retirement is out of this world. It's going to be wonderful. There's nothing that compares like it. I don't care if you're a trillionaire. I don't care if you have every house, every car, everything that you need and want on this planet. You're going to be bored. And I shared that before. But hook into the things of God. Inquire of God. Desire God. Fellowship with God. And you'll never uh, be disappointed, the Bible talks about. Push into the things of God. It's not boring. The enemy tries to, to tell you those things. It, uh, to get to know him, says the Apostle Paul. I shared on that on Sunday. To, out of Philippians chapter 2. To know him. That was his desire to push in. He counted everything and he had wealth. He had everything. He counted it dung, manure, a pile of crap, if I could put it that way. In the light of gaining him, gaining knowledge of him, gaining understanding, gaining um, favor with God and man, as the Bible says, and just fulfilling what God wants for you. It's it, there's nothing like it. You can't even compare. You can't say, well, I'm going to church and I'm going shopping. It's all kind of the same mundane thing that's on your list. Either your life is full of God or it's not. Either you love God or you don't. Either you're full of zeal or you're not. And so we get to, we get to press on to the mark of the high calling. Hallelujah. That's exciting. And so let me read here what happened with Jesus. So, so he's, uh, um, He's the child grew in wisdom. It says now his parents went to Jerusalem every year for Passover feast. And when he was 12 years old, they went as far 
uh, as was their custom and was required. And when the feast was ended, they were returning. The boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem. Um, now his parents did not know this. So I guess they were running around the temple there, and 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 uh, that, I, it's kind of interesting. His parents were already leaving and didn't have him by the side, and so what's that all about? You know, there's something in him, and I want that in me, and I want that in you. That was so full of I want God, I want everything He has for me. I desire, and He's desiring and learning and growing and learning and growing. And, and um, to the point where he could have been, remember he had siblings, he could have been in a caravan in the back there playing with his iPad or, you know, doing with whatever they had played with back then, or even maybe John the Baptist was with them back then as a child, he was six months older than Jesus, so they were in a caravan, that means the whole family was traveling together, a whole bunch, a whole host. Um, there, you know, why would they do that? Because the road was treacherous. There's thieves among the road, so they traveled in caravans. But think about the desire that drove him. You got to answer that for your life. Is the zeal and the fire of God still there? If not, you could turn it up today. You can be so full of fire and zeal for the things of God. I'll tell you what. Uh, nothing compares. Sports, cars, houses, nothing. That, that uh, I know from athletes that win the grand prize. After that comes depression to so many of them. Depression because, well, Alexander the Great, <laughs> for example, he conquered the whole world. They had nothing else to conquer anymore. And he, he, he's weeping. <laughs> he's weeping because that was his obsession is to conquer the world. Well, I'll tell you what, whatever you want to do, accelerate. Be the best doctor. Be the best this. Be the best, best that. But even if you're the best doctor, you know, like uh, uh, Dr. Carson there, who was a brain surgeon, loves the Lord. You can just see it all over him. You know, just uh, that, that overrides everything. It's not in the same category at all. And anyway, so when they found him, they went back and said, why did you do this to us? Uh, but supposing him to be in the caravan, they traveled on a day's journey. And then they sought him diligently looking up and down for him among the kinfolks and acquaintances. And uh, then they went, when they failed to find him, they went back to Jerusalem, looking for him up and down all the way. After three days, I mean, think about that. Three days your child is missing. What's he thinking? I don't know. I, I, what's Jesus thinking? He's, he's there, you know, what about meals for Jesus? What about sleeping Jesus? What about anything? You know, uh, he's full of zeal. I could see him going early, one, rising for prayer, and then going to the temple to learn with these uh, uh, scholars and so forth. And so I'm looking at that because the Bible says when he comes, we're going to look like him. But you're never going to do it without zeal. You're never going to do it. I like what Joshua says. Um, let's go there quickly. The Bible says, but well, we already know in Isaiah, it talks about the word of God. Uh, so even take the word zeal. Take any kind of word. When the Bible talks about you and who you are, Jesus had to find the word with zeal and enthusiasm, which is never lagging. He's just finding himself. Whoa, and he's finding what Isaiah says. And he finds, 
out and learns that he's the Messiah. He's the one to come. It's talking about him. John the Baptist did the same. And um, but the word that they found, just like with you, it says the word in Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without producing and any effect useless, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the things which to which I sent it. We always say every Sunday when we finish our service, I am who God says I am. Do you know there's so many little scriptures that say in him, all the in him scriptures, you can look it up, we can send you the book. If you want to write about, write me and I'll send you the little book in him. It's a little mini book by Kenneth E. Hagan. We've got tons of those. We want to give them out. Who are you? When you read those, the Bible says the word of God will not return void. You will find out who you are in him. With that kind of zeal, you're going to grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord for yourself. And when he comes, you're going to look like him. <laughs> That's so exciting because it's all Christ in you, the hope of glory or returning to the glory, the walking in that glory. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Don't be a pew warmer. Don't be someone who just sits there and attends once in a while on Sunday and oh, okay, I did my church. Are you kidding me? We are to be full of zeal and fire and excited. Look what it says here in Joshua, the book of the law. Okay, this in this case, we'll put all the inscriptures in him. The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. So everything that the Bible says about you that makes you look and smell like Jesus, amen, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Well, you put the scriptures that are concerning you uh, you know what the Bible says about you, who you are as a new creature, all these things, They're not just possessions and all that wonderful things, you know, that God has or your healing, but who are you? The Bible promises if you don't let the, the word escape from your lips, but press on. Who am I? What did Jesus say about me? What did he say? What is the church to be like? What is, what is it when he sent out his disciples? They were you know, doing the works of the ministry. And he even says, the works I do, you will do, and even greater works. Well, I want to press in with zeal to find the scriptures that will cause me to open the doors in my life to be like that. It's not going to come automatic, but it's going to be full of zeal. So make this year, New Year's, go. There's not the clergy and the the laity, you know. Uh, the, we are the ministers that bring and do the teaching and do the laying on of hands. You know what? You can go in a marketplace full of zeal, full of the scriptures that you know speak about you to glorify Jesus. And the Bible would uh, says that, that we glorify him with the works that we do. Uh, not that we're saved by works, but when, once we are saved, we work. And we go out there with enthusiasm about Jesus and we put the smile of God because we never lack zeal or we, we're never lacking uh, the joy of the Lord. That's your strength. And so there's tons of joy scriptures you put on your lips and you don't let it depart from your mouth. There's tons of um, wonderful scriptures that relate to the person that God created you to be. When he formed you in your mother's womb, it was not just to trod from nine to five on this planet trying to exist. We may have a job 
And thank God we get an income from that so we can bless the Lord and give to every charitable donation, as it says, then also supply for our family and realize when we put God first that there is always tons left over and he wants you to have the best things in life. But it's so exciting to, to know I, I'm pressing on to the mark of the high calling. That was actually my scripture on Sunday, pressing on. Paul didn't just sit back and say, well, you know what, I'm just like me, I'm 64. Well, I guess it's part, almost time to retire. No, it's not. It's time to refire and be excited. We're starting a new stage in our life and we're reaching more people now than we have before. And so it's exciting. It's exciting to press on to that uh, wonderful calling that he has for us. So we find Jesus was full of zeal. And uh, I want to go with you to another scripture in in. Uh, um, let's go find it in Mark chapter 3. This also ties into what would create or what, what would you look like with zeal in your heart. Okay, this is important to draw this out of the scripture because it's the fire, the zeal. We're going to get to Romans chapter 12. But it, it talks about in, in the Mark chapter 3, it says... So he's out there preaching. He's out there and there's a group of people that are fired up and are, are receiving the word of God. But not everybody did. So I just want to show you something quickly here. It says in Mark chapter 3, Then his mother and his brethren came and standing outside, say outside, they sent word to him calling for him. You know, that's, that's kind of one of those things that, you know, you think you have a place in your son's life that, that, hey, I'm mom or I'm the brother and I'm calling for you. In other words, interrupting the meetings. That's not someone full of zeal. They're not, they're not respecting what Jesus was doing at that time in a sense that, that he was uh, the son of God leading them into this new uh, kingdom that is to come. They're out there. They're outside. Outside the meeting. Don't be outside. Don't be the Joe that's outside the meeting. Be in there. First, front row. I challenge my church all the time. Front row. Get there with your pen and paper and ready to receive the engrafted word. I'm, I put into you now. I put into you Sunday the word that's changing you. And so Jesus separate, separated. Woo! I'm excited. Jesus separated those that were um, outside and inside and a crowd was sitting around him and they said to him your mother and your brothers are and sisters are outside asking for you in other words they want to interrupt his meetings so that's not never a sign of respect and he replied who are my mothers and brothers and looking around to those who were at, sat in a circle about him remember Mary she was one of those he said see here is my mother, mothers and my brothers, for whosoever does the things of God will, God's will, is my mother, is my brother and my sisters. So guess what? Full marks for Jesus, separating those groups, not being, oh, mommy's outside and my brethren, I got to go, I got to shut the meeting down. He knew what priority was. Priority one is getting in the word of God, getting in uh, full of what the Savior has for you and it will change you. Those people, who knows what they turned into. It'd be nice maybe in heaven to find out. Those people that were that inner circle, maybe they were turned out to be pastors and deacons in the first church, missionaries, people that loved the word. You, they grew 
through. That's the seed bag that you throw into yourself and you grow into grow, grow, grow into the person that God has called you to be. But it starts with zeal. It starts with, a, hey, I'm going to sit around Jesus' feet. Even if if my, my family don't like it, even if my kinfolk don't like it, you know, and there's a lot of stuff that... Like, like I hear, keep hearing people, as soon as you start making a breakaway for the things of God, people may not like you, but it's worth it. It is worth it all the time to press into the mark of the high calling. In Romans chapter 12, it says, well, we'll start with verse 9. It says, let your love be sincere, a real thing. Hate what is evil, loathe from unga all ungodliness. Remember, the will of God, I just read out of Mark chapter 3, is to do the will of God. That's the will of the Father. So loathe from all ungodliness. So I'm telling you right now, you have your finger on the button to be full of zeal, full of God, full of joy, full of wisdom, full of the things of God. Hallelujah. Do you see yourself like that? If not, this is a great time. We're still early in the new year. Make a triumphant decision. Decision that you're hooking into the things of God like never before. Ne like never before. You don't need to have some kind of a, um, angelic visitation. I know people that have had that. Angels standing by their bedside when they were eight years old saying, I'm calling you, you're called into the ministry and so forth. I I've known people like that. You know, it, it, you don't have to wait for a, an airplane with a banner to fly by and say, get hot for God. Right now, you already know when you love, um, hate that what is evil, which is unbelief and all that, loathe all ungodliness, turn in horror from wickedness. I would say anything that is not of God is, uh, is wickedness. You know, it's not just robbing banks or, or you know, stealing from people, committing adultery. It is a never lagging zeal is in that area. Turn from more. After all that Jesus did for us, I'm telling you, I'm hooking into the mark of the high calling. There's not going to be a secondary stage for Christians. You're either pressing in or you're not. You're either hot or you're lukewarm. And the Bible says, don't be a Laodicean. In the Luke, in Revelation chapter 3, Jesus stands at the door and knocks. And he says, he wants to have supper with you. He wants you to to open that door and don't be a Laodicean because they get spewed out. And so it says, uh, turn in horror from wickedness, but hold fast to all that is good. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family, giving precedence and showing honor to one another. I'm telling you, that's someone that went in the word of God, dug out what, what and how to treat the body of Christ. The Bible actually even says that we're supposed to do good unto the household of God. So that's someone that's got wisdom. That's the second witness of how to treat the body of Christ. And we're going to conclude with this verse here again. It says in verse 11, never, say never, lag in zeal, which will close everything spiritually for you. It'll close the Bible for you. It'll close revelation for you. It'll close your outreach. It'll close your growth if you lag the zeal. Look up the word zeal and uh, just do a, a word study on that if you don't understand how I'm saying it right now. Never lag the zeal and in earnest endeavor, be earnest. I'm, I'm telling you, push in like never before. Earnest endeavor, not just an endeavor, um, and patient uh, with, well, let's go back here. B 
be with earnest endeavor, be aglow and burning with the Spirit, serving God. Hallelujah. Thank you. I mean, that to me overrides, and we don't, it doesn't have to, all the healing, all the prosperity, everything else. To be, as it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, when he comes, we're going to be like him. When the Bible already tells me that I'm going to be doing the works of Jesus, I get to press in to the mark of the high calling. I get to have the zeal that opens the doors to get the engrafted word into my heart that it produces the seed, will produce, the Bible says, I read Isaiah 55, so that I, according to Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, then I will make my way prosperous. That word prosperous is number one, being everything who God called you to be. He gave you the new birth. You fill in the blanks with uh, using the word of God, fulfilling all righteousness. Anyways, that's all the time I have for you today. Remember, I'm giving out a wonderful book on healing today by Timothy Sabo. Um, haven't even asked them if I can, but I've got tons of them I want to bless you with today. So write us and uh, let me be a blessing to you. If you have any questions, call us at 250-862-3044. We would love to chat with you. And remember, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Make Jesus Lord today. God bless you. Have an amazing day.